You're listening to the Course Report Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Course Report is the most complete resource for coding boot camps. On our site, we have thousands of reviews, hundreds of interviews, and a full directory of every coding boot camp around the world. On our podcast, we're sharing everything you need to stay up to date on this blossoming industry. Whether you're a bootcamp founder or a future student, we hope you'll learn something on the Course Report Podcast. All right. Well, happy 2021 and welcome to our January Coding Bootcamp News Roundup. I'm Liz. And I'm Jess. And we are from the Course Report team. So we spend our days helping students choose the best coding bootcamps for them. But each month, we round up all of the most interesting bootcamp industry news that we read about and chatted about in our virtual Course Report office, uh, mostly over Slack, right, Jess? Yes. (laughs) And we round all of that up and share it with you. If you're new to the bootcamp industry, we suggest you pause this podcast and go back to the last episode where we rounded up all of the news and trends from all of 2020. Yes, that is a great way to get completely caught up on everything that happened last year. And then you can come back to this episode because today we're going to be talking through all of the January news. We're going to cover a ton of acquisitions and fundraises in the industry. We'll cover some updates about income share agreements and some new workforce development programs that are available to students. And then we'll cover news about the rise of cybersecurity boot camps. And of course, we'll introduce you to the 16 new boot camps that we added to the course report directory this January. January was buzzing with news of acquisitions and fundraises in the bootcamp space, as well as the release of some big reports on how bootcamps and edtech fared in 2020. Yes, we were not the only ones that rounded up news from 2020. Ed Surge looked back at fundraises and ed tech last year. And in 2020, they estimated about $22 billion were put into ed tech companies. But among the boot camps, Lambda School's $74 million fundraise was definitely the most substantial. And Bright Eye Ventures released its 2020 EdTech funding report, as well as its 2021 predictions for Europe. Um, The UK maintained its dominant position in the European EdTech market, accounting for about 40% of the total deals funded. But this report points out that Central European companies are starting to make their presence known in the market. Pointing to the success of Ironhack this past year, BrightEye predicts that the insatiable demand for coding boot camps will only continue to grow in 2021. Investors have already poured $73 million into this European coding boot camp space, and those investments are predicted to increase. And speaking of Ironhack, Ironhack secured $20 million in funding in a Series B round this January, and that was led by Lumos Capital Group, but other investors included BrightEye, as Jess was just talking about, and Creas. The London-based upskilling apprenticeship startup Multiverse completed a $44 million Series B funding round led by General Catalyst this month. Um, they've launched a new campus in New York, and they plan to further expand in the U.S. in 2021. Multiverse has partnered with General Assembly in the past to roll out different apprenticeship opportunities. We'll have to see what's in store for them this year. Absolutely. And according to several publications, including the Miami Herald, WinCode was acquired by BrainStation in January. So that may seem like a bit of a strange pairing, a boot camp that's known for their Canadian campuses, acquiring a boot camp with a really strong reputation in Florida. Uh, But I think it makes perfect sense for the schools themselves. 
And Liz, what does this actually mean for the students? Well, I have Joanna Mikola, who is one of the founders of WinCode here. Hey, Liz. Hey, Course Report readers. Thanks for joining. So, Joe, why BrainStation? Why does this partnership make sense? So super excited that uh, BrainStation has acquired WinCode. It's a super, super exciting new chapter for us and uh, really joining an amazing family to further the impact uh, that we've had here in South Florida. I think something that's very unique and makes this acquisition particularly strong is it's an acquisition of a larger player in our space. So not necessarily a private equity situation. And so we are merging forces with a group that has also been doing this at a really high level, uh, high quality and great outcomes for many, many years, and, and bringing the firepower that they have together with ours. Also very excited that our team remains intact and will continue to grow in South Florida. So we'll be adding team members. Of course, since we're adding programs and, and we're looking for even greater impact here in particularly South Florida tech ecosystem, And what can students expect in the coming months? What should they expect out of the application process, the curriculum, et cetera? February 8th, we have two cohorts starting UX, UI, and web dev, and they will both get the BrainStation curriculum delivered by the WinCode team. And again, it's just been really cool to see how much alignment there is. So I'd say in addition to the curriculum content, they're only going to get more in that there's even more resources that BrainStation has and uses in their programs that everyone's going to get. Um, So, you know, that's going to be, that's going to be awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing Joe and for being here. And if you are a future boot camper listening to this, I think the main takeaway is that if you apply to WinCode after February of this year, you should expect the BrainStation application process, curriculum, employer partners, and also their infrastructure uh, when you go to BrainStation Miami instead of WinCode. Cool. I love that. In other news, VentureBeat reports that Stockholm-based Sauna Labs raised $18 million in a Series A round in January. So Sauna Labs will use the funding to support its online platform that upskills workers using machine learning. And after a year in beta, Code Academy has launched Code Academy for Business, and they report a 350% year-over-year growth, although obviously the first year had zero sales because it was the first year that they had launched it. So take that number with a bit of a grain of salt, but still pretty big growth there. Code Academy has been around since 2011, and they've had over 45 million users, and they've experimented with different monetization strategies over the years. Jess, I don't know if you remember when they launched their paid career path for students, um, Mm -hmm. things like that. But it sounds like they've landed in the enterprise corporate training space and that this is where they intend to put their monetization strategy going forward. And in mid-January, Pluralsight announced that it was acquiring Nextech, which is a cloud company based in San Diego. This acquisition will strengthen Pluralsight's technology skills platform by adding this hands-on learning experience because their labs can now be hosted using Nextech. And Victory Lap, which is a tech sales bootcamp, we actually just added them to the core support directory, just closed a $25 million round in January. However, Chicago Biz Journals kind of dug into this and points out that Victory Lap raised that $25 million in performance-based growth capital from LEAF, which is an income share agreement management platform. So that money will be used to grow their ISA program. So Not a traditional fundraise, but uh, interesting nonetheless. 
And finally, to wrap up a huge month of acquisitions and fundraises, Finn SMES reports that San Fran-based tech sales bootcamp Flock J raised $11 million in Series A financing this month. The round included participation from Salesforce Ventures and Lightspeed, as well as actress, producer, and activist Gabrielle Union. Flock J plans to use the funds to expand its business reach. It's clear that ISAs, also known as income share agreements, are one way that boot camps are growing. That's been a trend for some time now. We just heard about Victory Lab raising $25 million with LEAF, but Liz, how is Make School rethinking ISAs? Yeah, so they're thinking about them differently. Kia Kokolicheva wrote in Axios this January about why Make School is actually doing away with income share agreements. So Make School was one of the first boot camps to offer ISAs in 2014. And under that ISA program, the school basically took out loans that were backed by the students' ISAs and then had to charge graduates more because of the higher interest rates. So now they're changing to completely traditional student loans. And the biggest difference here we have to remember is that Make School is able to accept traditional college loans because of their partnership with Dominican College. This is not the same for all boot camps, of course, but they say that these student loans are the cheapest form of funding for students. And so they're directing their students to go after Pell Grants and Cal Grants first, which is entirely free money for a qualifying student. And then next to go after Stafford loans, which currently have a pretty low interest rate. And then lastly, to go after private loans, which have much higher interest rates. And I'm quoting directly from Axios here. They say Make School puts about 8% of the tuition it receives from these sources into a fund to pay off a graduate's loans until they find a software development job that pays at least $20,000 a year. And then the full repayment kicks in at a $60,000 salary. So overall, students end up paying back less than with the prior ISA program. And Make School also says that it's less expensive for them. So that's an interesting you know, peek into a world where uh, students have access to traditional federal student loans in order to go to a boot camp program. Could be interesting. Right. But for boot camps that can't accept traditional student loans, which I'm, I think is most of them, ISAs are still one of the only alternative funding options. Um, with that in mind, Full Stack Academy just announced that it has launched a new income share agreement program in partnership with LEAF. Fullstack is seeing these ISAs as a way to expand access to their software development and cybersecurity programs and a way to diversify the tech pipeline. The U.S. government released its job numbers for December, and in short, they weren't great. It looks like the U.S. shed 140,000 jobs this December, and unemployment stayed around 6.7%. Three-quarters of these job losses were in the hospitality industry, which really comes as no surprise. Yes, this is true. However, according to a CompTIA report about that BLS data, IT hiring in the U.S. expanded by 391,000 positions in December, and the tech sector also outperformed the overall economy in December. Uh, Companies in IT added 22,000 net workers to their payrolls, so pays to be in tech right now. Yeah, and it makes sense why we're seeing so much investment in reskilling and upskilling platforms and why we've been heartened this month to see new boot camp workforce development programs come out. 
Definitely. So first, a high-level look at the trends to expect in 2021. Michael Horn writes in EdSurge this month, to expect the continued acceleration of the use of technology in education and work, an increased reliance on educational offerings that are lower cost and more convenient, and a further crumbling of the false dichotomy between short-term credentials and full degrees. And I want to look a little bit more closely at that third prediction. So Horn points out that even though the debate has always been, you know, coding bootcamp versus college. We hear that all the time, that that dichotomy is becoming increasingly less important as this kind of more flexible and convenient approach uh, in coding bootcamps and other short forms of education gains steam. So he talks to an expert in this article, Frank Britt, who says, quote, as we prepare for a long economic recovery, it will only become more important to embrace shorter form training programs and new approaches to credentialing that recognize skill attainment not as binary, but as a spectrum, one that can help to unlock opportunities on both the supply and demand sides of the labor market, unquote. And I think that is a really uh, forward-thinking way of thinking about this issue, which we've always thought of as kind of this versus, right? Or traditionally, the media thinks of as this versus, you know, colleges versus coding boot camps. But really, they should both exist side by side. Yeah, I love that. I love thinking of education on the spectrum. Delaware Business Now reports that in 2020, J.P. Morgan Chase hired 30 bootcamp grads from Zip Code Wilmington. The tuition reimbursement for these Zip Code grads was covered by the Delaware Governor's Executive Order 43, Rapid Workforce Training and Redeployment Initiative, which permits the use of federal CARES Act funding to cover employment and training programs for employees impacted by the COVID-19 public health emergency. Um, We love seeing that kind of funding being used towards something that is just so life-changing. And according to Alabama News Center, Bronze Valley Accelerator and Innovate Birmingham announced last week the launch of Generator Upskilling, which is a free training program to help Alabama residents learn critical digital skills for in-demand jobs. This program is funded through a grant from Microsoft. It is seven weeks long, and it will be delivered virtually, but statewide across Alabama. And that one starts in June. So definitely check it out. That's a great free option for anyone who's in Alabama and qualifies for that program. And we will add that program to our blog post that rounds up all of the workforce development partnerships around the country as well. Love free money for students. Flatiron School released its 2020 jobs report this month, and we actually caught up with Molly Kine, who is the director of coaching at Flatiron School, about the report's findings. Some of the big takeaways from this report is that even with the volatile job market last year, Flatiron School still has an 86% job placement rate with graduates making an average starting salary of around $75,000 a year. We have a piece actually coming out about it on the Course Report blog in the next week or two. So if you're looking to dive deeper into their findings, definitely check it out. And this next piece may seem a little out of left field, but with so much talk about the COVID-19 vaccine, which is an mRNA vaccine um, and was produced using biotechnology, uh, one writer is thinking about biotechnology and how folks are going to be learning these skills in the future outside of the university level biology and bioengineering degree programs. 
So David Staley, who is a professor at the Ohio State University, says, quote, over time, like computer coding today, biocoding will become a more commonplace skill set. In the way that we have computer coding boot camps to instruct people to write code for apps, we may very well see the emergence of biocoding academies. These providers will promise that students will learn how to manipulate mRNA in 20 weeks of training and have a biotech job waiting for them at the conclusion of the program. End quote. That's so cool. I'm really excited to see what that looks like in yeah. the future. Yes, we're always wondering, you know, how can the bootcamp model be applied to other digital or, uh, you know, health, other like non-digital skills. And mm-hmm. this seems like a very interesting future. Global Banking and Finance reports that Galvanize is now partnering with 21K Skills to upskill the technical workforce in India. According to Indian education officials, India has a talent shortage of skilled professionals 9% higher than the global average. So this Galvanize and 21K Skills collaboration will include 12-week remote intensive programs in cloud-native development, data science core, blockchain, and cybersecurity. And these programs are going to kick off this February. Well, as we kick off 2021, I have to say cybersecurity is definitely the industry that we are hearing about more than any other uh, new tech skill in the job market. Yeah, cybersecurity is definitely on everyone's minds these days because as tech continues to evolve, so does cybercrime and then so does the need to fight it. Joanne Chang of EdSurge published a piece about the disparity between the rapidly increasing need for cybersecurity professionals and then the estimated global shortage of 3.1 million cybersecurity workers. It's pretty significant. Um, But breaking into the cybersecurity field can be a bit daunting for career changers because it oftentimes requires industry-specific certifications and skills. And cybersecurity boot camps are at the forefront of revolutionizing how we develop and nurture this new cybersecurity workforce. But Chang points out that the next step for boot camps should be creating an apprenticeship or work-integrated learning model so that students can get that crucial on-the-job experience instead of relying on certifications as the be-all, end-all way to land a job in cybersecurity, which is definitely where we're at right now, Chang suggests that competency-based assessments should be created, which will ensure that those on the job are qualified and also open the door to more uh, types of people. And along those lines of that apprenticeship suggestion for boot camps, Chang makes a good point that since we are in such dire need of cybersecurity professionals, companies need to do a better job of building cyber talent within their organizations. So that's just taking the time and having the support and growing your own cyber workforce within your organization. And you can definitely do that through a partnership with a boot camp. There are plenty out there that have done this before, um, and I'm sure would be happy to do it again. So if you are considering making a career change into cybersecurity this year, we recently created a few guides to help you get your bearings. We just published this guide that we pulled together with a cybersecurity expert from Springboard. His name is Mark Adams, and he talked just through the typical cybersecurity career path what it looks like at an entry-level job, a mid-level job, and a senior-level job, and, of course, what kinds of salaries you can expect at each level. 
And recently, working with the folks at NextGenT, we published a really awesome guide to cybersecurity certifications. I mean, there's so many of them out there. There's so many acronyms. Um, This guide breaks down the certifications you will actually need to land that first cybersecurity analyst position. So definitely check it out. Absolutely. Yes, that piece actually really cleared up a lot of things for me. I feel like cybersecurity is one of those uh, fields that already have this incredible like credentialing and certification infrastructure built around it. It's something that like software engineering and mobile, you know, app development doesn't really have. But yeah, I learned a lot about all of those those certifications that you need to be in cybersecurity. And then if you are just looking, you know, just starting to look for cybersecurity boot camps. You can check out our ultimate guide to cybersecurity. We list all of the cybersecurity boot camps out there and what you can expect from each one. So yeah, great places to start. So Jess, what kinds of diversity initiatives and programs did we see in the boot camp industry news this January? Nimit Maru, the CEO of Full Stack Academy and the Grace Hopper program, was featured on Technically's Twiz show this month to discuss if coding boot camps actually have the capability to diversify the tech workforce or if this is just sort of a, a, a talking point that is being spun. Maru points out that while coding boot camps aren't the only solution to diversing the workforce, that doesn't mean that they're not a powerful conduit for diversifying the tech pipeline and offering equal opportunity to everyone interested in tech. Maru also highlights Fullstack's Opportunity Fund, which offers full tuition scholarships to members of the Black community. And on KCEN TV this month, we loved reading about a few of the lives that have been changed by Galvanize's Operation Level Up program. So Galvanize has partnered with the Soldier for Life Transition Assistance Program at Fort Hood to offer their 18-week software engineering immersive boot camp to train soldiers who are in their last six months of active duty. Tuition is paid in full by the GI Bill, and every soldier receives career services from Galvanize to help them transition successfully to civilian life and to land a job in software engineering after they graduate. That's such a great program. I love that one. And as we mentioned earlier, tech sales bootcamp FlockJ raised the $11 million this month, and TechCrunch spotlight how FlockJ is diversifying the tech pipeline. FlockJ's CEO, Sean Hatharamani, um, who sees, quote, education as a membership and not a transaction, end quote, explains that about 40% of FlockJ students don't have a four-year college degree. Half of these students identify as female or non-binary, and half of the students identify as Black or Hispanic. After completing the course, 80% of these students find work within six months of graduating, making around 75K a year. And that's a huge salary boost because Sean also said that many of the incoming students are making around 35K a year. Yeah, and what's so interesting about FlockJ is that all of their students are on an ISA. They're not paying for the boot camp until they land a job. And then it ends up being 10% of their first year's income. So around $7,000 total for that tuition. And so that also makes that boot camp, you know, really doable for anyone who's held back by their personal finances 
and can now make a career change. Um, but yeah, Flockjay is, is very interesting. The tech sales bootcamp category in general is growing a lot. And it's definitely one of the digital jobs that has the most entry level positions available, right? Um, is tech sales. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we love Flockjay. Very cool. And Sean, in this interview, points out that to ensure that FlockJ is doing the work of diversifying the tech workforce, they have actually partnered in the past with a few really cool organizations, such as Opportunity at Work, Hidden Genius Project, Peninsula Project, and Tech Hire Oakland. So we are super excited to see how FlockJ expands its reach over this next year with the new funding. And the University of Birmingham boot camps, which are powered by Trilogy, are now offering up uh, 25 women in tech scholarships for its data science course. That scholarship fund is aimed at women from the West Midlands, and we love to see that the University of Birmingham and Trilogy are prioritizing diversifying their local talent pipeline. Built-in NYC reports that New York City is considering passing a bill that would regulate hiring algorithms, which would make it the first city in the U.S. to do so. So hiring algorithms are used to parse through, you know, the many job applications and resumes that a company receives. And even though using them has become increasingly common, the AI that is being used is still being developed. And so there's concern there that the AI could be biased. So this proposed bill would require makers of these AI tools to complete annual audits to ensure that the tech isn't biased. And it would also require companies to notify their job candidates when they have been assessed using these tools. So I'm interested to see if this is going to get passed and how it will affect tech hiring in the future. Absolutely. Very modern problem with like really interesting regulation. Very cool. All right. So a couple of new bootcamp university partnerships were on our radar this month. Um, Jess, what was the first one? Yeah. So across the pond, Flatiron School is launching a 10-week data science program at the University of Cambridge, and their first cohort starts this April. And then Full Stack Academy has partnered with the University of Oklahoma to start new cybersecurity and coding boot camps. And it was also a busy month for our school listing. So this month, we added 16 new schools to the course report directory. Um, Jess, do you want to tell us about the schools (laughs) in Paris? Yeah, definitely. Um, So we added two new boot camps based in Paris, France. The first is the Design Crew, which is a UX design boot camp. And the second is Maestro, a product management boot camp. Um, You can also now find Malaysia's web development boot camp called the Moose Academy in our listings, as well as the India-based web development boot camps Sudaksha and Moon. We also added the QA bootcamp, quality assurance bootcamp called Test Pro, and then an online XR development bootcamp called Circuit Stream, and a part time online AI bootcamp called AI Core. We've added two new online digital marketing bootcamps Highway Education is the first one, and then RevoU. And we're excited to have the new tech sales bootcamp Victory Lap, which we mentioned earlier in our listings now, and a cool new bootcamp that focuses on UX writing only, and that's called the UX Writing Hub. 
We've also added UT Arlington boot camps, which is run by Quick Start, as well as a front end web development boot camp called Winisco. And we've added Clarisway and Digital Workshop Center, both of which offer multiple course options like data science and full stack development. So yes, Liz, it was a bustling month for course report school listings. Seriously, extremely busy. So many new schools, 16 new schools in our directory that may be a record for a month of adding new schools and new schools launching. Um, And just to wrap things up today, Jess, let's talk about our favorite pieces that we published on the CoursePort blog this month. So Jess, what was your favorite piece? You published so much good stuff. Yeah, um, I loved speaking with recent Launch Academy grad Lishi. So last year, Lishi hit a career ceiling working in higher ed administration. Um, Her undergraduate degree was in English Lit. So she was initially really doubtful if she could actually pivot into software engineering, even though she was interested. But Launch Academy's hybrid learning experience was able to give her the support and community she needed. So that hybrid experience means you can be on campus when it's safe to be on campus, um, or you can just choose to do the bootcamp completely remote, which is what Lishi ended up doing. Lishi in this Q&A also shared some really great career advice about the benefits of doing an internship after bootcamp graduation instead of just going for that first developer role. So I highly recommend it if you are, you know, if someone from the humanities thinking of making a career change into tech now, or if you're just trying to decide if an internship is the right next step for you. And Liz, what was your favorite piece to work on this month? Well, I got to chat with Carl Fister in December, who is the iOS program director at Dev Mountain. And we just published this interview last week, and it was about the ways that Swift, the iOS programming language, has evolved since it launched in 2015 and what he expects will change in 2021. So if you're interested in me- being a mobile developer or if you you know, have been asking yourself, like, is it worth it to still learn Objective-C? Should I learn Swift? Swift instead. Um, If you have any of those types of questions, Carl has a really great bird's eye view of what to expect. So yeah, give that one a read. And that does it for our January 2021 podcast. Um, Thank you so much for tuning in. Keep checking in on Course Report for the latest news about online boot camps. And we'll see you next month for the February Coding Bootcamp News Roundup. And of course, we love feedback. So email us your thoughts at hello at coursereport.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast, help other future boot campers find it by going to iTunes, subscribing to the Course Report podcast, and leaving us a review. We'll see you in February. Stay warm, everyone. See you in February. Bye.